Hey party people. Today we are talking about full effort. And I think this gets lost in lost in exchange for success or winning. Winning, right? And we think that that's the goal and really we got to shift that focus. The goal is for you to be giving full effort right? And find true alignment with things that light you up. Like, that's the freaking goal. The goal isn't to win because winning a lot of times isn't a thing. It definitely isn't a thing that we decide what the terms are. And so my goal is for you to find alignment and to find things that excite you in this life and not suffer through a life that's just fine. Like, I want you to be giving full effort because I know you're sitting there and you're going, I am capable of so much more. I want passion. I want to be excited for my life. I am tired of just suffering through and drinking enough coffee so I don't fall asleep in my day. I need something that excites me again. That's finding full effort. What is that for you? And how do we build your way back there? Full effort is the goal. You know you're capable of more. You know there's something more. There's like an aching in your gut that will not go away. I know because I have felt the same thing. Let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place and alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, dreamers. Looking good today. Even if you don't look good, do you feel good? I don't know. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our amazing greatness because we can't even help it at this point. I mean, what is this world? 
are we just a magnet for amazing things? Yes. Yes, we are. Why? Because we're creating that illusion for ourselves. Even if we're faking it, it still is creating this forward movement for us to acknowledge greatness, find greatness. We are tricking our mind into seeing something even if we don't believe it exists yet. When we start to make our minds look for that, we find it, period. Okay, so my great thing from today, I picked a more challenging yoga sequence. Like, we've been doing it for a while. I would say that we're probably about 90 days in, so it's about time to start leveling up and and start finding strength and balance and pushing ourselves, right? Because that's the key. I tend to let myself, anytime that I'm adopting something new, I let myself excel at pure adoption first, okay? We're not challenging ourselves. We're not putting any goals on the table. The only goal is to show up. And so anything that I'm adding, that's generally how I add it. Okay, my only goal is to do this consistently for 30 days. Great, we make the 30 days. Okay, my only goal is to do this consistently for 60 days. Okay, we made that. Let's do it another 90. By the time we knock it out in the 90 field, we, this is who we are, right? And then when we get to that point, that's where I start adding new challenges because once it becomes who we are, we can, right? That's our foundation. So if everything goes off, right? And everything goes crazy, I could still come back to that baseline. And the baseline now is that we just do yoga every day. And so even if that became too challenging and my body wasn't up to that, right? If we fall back down, the baseline is doing yoga every day. Doesn't matter if it's five minutes, if it's 10 minutes, if it's 24 hours, however long, but that's the base. And so the importance of having and establishing a base first is that as you start to level up, you may back down, but we don't want you to back down all the way and not do it again. And so we're leveling up. We, oh, we hit some poses today um, that were definitely challenging. And so I'm excited as I start to move into this new season, this new 90 days of accomplishment, to see where we can go, to see what we can do. Like, come on, all the I don't even know what the poses are yet. I'm getting a little bit better at the language, um, but still not a pro, okay? Uh, But I think anytime that you're adding anything, my goal, my goal, or what works for me is just to establish the simplest baseline possible, okay? So whatever you can commit to at its easiest state, and I do this in coaching. I do this in in coaching sports. Sorry, I don't do any other coaching. Um, but I'm always going to 
want to establish that base and be super consistent with that. And I've had people say like, Hannah, you're so deliberate about the basics and implementing those things. And then you're so crazy and all over the place with other things. How explain that to me, right? And my explanation goes like this. I'm going to drill the basics into you so consistently that anytime that you're challenged, at least you're going to fall back to that ground. That's what's important. That's why we start with the basics. That's why we set our baseline up at basics. So yes, are we going to do a million and one reps of just passing a ball in its simplest form? If we're talking about volleyball, yeah, we are. We absolutely are. Because guess what? When we strip everything else back, when we're challenged and we back back down, I need you to fall this level one and not back to ground zero. And my job is to build you up to level one. And so think about that when you're adopting anything. This is not solely related to sports. This is totally adaptable with anything that you want to add to your life. Start with what you want the basic to look like. Start with what you can give from right where you are. That is one step, not 12. Okay, because we get real burnout on 12 steps. Because it's so hard and our adrenaline only lasts for so long with that thing. So let's not make level one more challenging than it needs to be. Because guess what? We're going to lose. Right? If I would have started yoga thinking that I wanted to do all these poses, thinking that I wanted to be this some sort of yogi, amazing person. Can I speak normal words? I'm sorry. (laughs) If I had started with that, right, I would have been disappointed. I would have been trying to accomplish something that really wasn't even an intention from the start, right? Our goal at baseline needs to be just to freaking do it and keep showing up consistently, period. Once you knock that out of the park, once you get those 90 days down, once you have established a consistent baseline for yourself, then start building on that. But for goodness sakes, give yourself a freaking baseline. What's your baseline? Right? And so excited is how I'm feeling today, knowing that we're walking. We're walking and we march to the beat. It's a cheer to the beat. I say, let me hear your something spirit. Uh Okay. Okay. That's a weird high school cheer. I'm not sure why I just did that. Never mind. But I think at the end of the day, my great thing is seeing how my process works, feeling that, and like now I just do that very intuitively. And I think you'll get to that place too. Once you understand, so we added yoga back, I don't know, three months ago, right? Once you understand how 
this flow works, how to establish your own baseline with anything that you want to do, right? And you can find consistency in that thing. You start to feel when you can level up. Like I wasn't checking the calendar, like, oh, has it been 90 days? No, it's like, oh yeah, I feel ready to level up. This feels like a part of who I am. Now it's time to build on that foundation, right? Who you are. That's what we need to build. That's what people skip when they just try to become that thing. No, it's got to be ingrained, good people. And ingrainment looks like building it into your very core. And how do you do that? You just show up in the simplest state possible. And you do the same damn thing over and over and over and over until it is etched into your core. I know. And I'm not telling you, like, yep, do something every day. I'm telling you, if there's something that you want to add, it doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes a day. Give me what you have, but at least do that consistently for 90 days. You have five minutes once a week. Okay, do that. Five minutes once a week. Do not back down from that, right? Because that establishes a foundation that we can build on. Then it becomes five minutes twice a week. And once we do that really well, then we can build onto that. And all of a sudden we start finding time that we never had before. And maybe we get so good at it that we actually find more time even faster than the 90 day window, right? You're so capable of adapting and changing things. Sometimes we just skip to what we want the end goal to be. We're not very good at breaking it all the way down. What does it look like in its naked pretense? What is the core of that thing? Let's not overcomplicate it. Stop overcomplicating it. Get really good at the simplistic form of whatever it is. And then add. Otherwise, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Right? Okay. That's my great thing. We're like leveling up yoga spaces. I'm excited. Um, And excited to have naturally navigated that 90-day window. Like, I didn't look at a calendar. I don't even know for sure that it's exactly 90 days. But I could feel in my body that it was time to add. Now that we've shown up this consistently for this. Cool. Okay. Recognize yourself for your own great thing. I don't know. Do it. Just do it. Create that frequency, right? Even this. Can we get really good at doing our great thing once or twice a week? Can we get really good at doing our great thing every day? And then we can start building, right? Because then we know what we're looking for. Then we know how we practice the story. The story of this podcast inevitably is just a story of rediscovering greatness, right? And reestablishing that in someone's life. Okay, without further ado, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
I'm still standing. I will say that anytime that I'm going to sink into a creative practice, it is always beneficial for me to listen to the creative workings of any Enneagram 7. The music just hits different. Okay. It's because I'm an Enneagram 7. If you don't know what your Enneagram number is, um, go ahead and just Google that a little bit. See if you can find yours. I found that it was wildly inspiring. Um, and I have a couple of episodes, probably a lot of episodes on my Enneagram um, number and how impactful that was on me and all personality tests. Anytime that you can look at yourself and find what makes you tick is a great practice to look into because guess what? You're with you forever. So like, (laughs) let's figure that person out. Okay, let's do that. So today's episode is not on Elton John, is certainly not on my Enneagram number, Um, but it's about full effort, right? And so yesterday was a very amazing day because my four-year-old got to pick a career, got to go to career day, right? And the amazing thing is that and I didn't even connect this until right now, is that this moment in my life derailed me forever. Sent a girl spiraling off into the distance, right? My career day was the first time that I was impacted with the implication of my middle-class raising, with the implication of the realities of the connections that I did or didn't have. I didn't know, right? Then I walked into my classroom and I was a doctor and there was no question that I was going to be that and no one was going to stop me uh, until my teacher came up and she said to me these fateful words. And I don't even know that it was my teacher. I don't even know who it was, but I remember the conversation. Oh, (laughs) happy career day. Oh, Hannah, what do you want to be? Oh, a doctor. That's cool. Your mom made a stethoscope out of tinfoil. That's really cool. Uh, Just remember to be a doctor. You have to be really smart. And you're going to have to go to school for a long time. You have to be really good at math and science. And you're going to have to have a lot of money to go to school for that long. Okay. Yay. Go be a doctor. Oh, okay, great. So then in my little seven-year-old head, I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, the teacher said that you got to just pick whatever you wanted. But I, okay. But I, I don't get to make that decision. Or I made that decision wrong. Okay, now I just wait, right? And this is like the simplest seven-year-old interpretation of what that person just said. Now I just wait until someone tells me what I can or can't be. Okay. And I would spend the next five to seven years waiting for someone to acknowledge something I was good at until I started moving towards something. That ended up being sports. That ended up spiraling me into that direction unapologetically, completely focused and driven. And that ended up not working out the way that I planned it. 
which then completely derailed me and sent me spinning off into this wonderland of feeling like I had accomplished nothing that I set out to, feeling like a complete failure, and uh, they're spiraling me into doing this podcast based on pretty much that very moment. Okay, so my daughter has career day. And she's trying to decide between, you know, the typical careers of any given four-year-old girl. Right, you thought I was going to say princess. <laughs> Unicorn cowgirl, which, hashtag goals, okay. Ballerina, duh. And veterinary. Vet, vet, a vet. Okay, Cool. Those are the three things that we're working with. And she was trying to decide, okay, mom, I'll just be a unicorn cowgirl. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. That's what I'll be. And I'm like, what? You can be all those things. No, mom. You can't. You got to pick one. I'm like, what? You got to pick one? Mommy, she just got to pick one. And I think the best one that I have to stand on is a unicorn cowgirl. I'm like, okay. Okay. She's like, I have a costume for that. And I said, well, I mean, we have costumes for everything. You could be all those things. And she said, really? And I said, yeah. So somehow we figured out. And if you want a picture, you can head over to my Instagram, um, the death of a dream. And you can see a picture of this four-year-old in my life. And (laughs) we found a way to make all three of those things happen because I think most importantly, one, the thought that you were going to be any singular thing through your life is a little bit bananas in pajamas. And by a little bit, I mean completely bananas in pajamas gone off the rails. I can't even believe that we even have that thought in our heads at all. Two, the fact that she knows she's capable of being all of these things even at four. And trust me, I have never Never heard of any given child from the age of one when the person started developing a personality. I have never heard one term follow a child as closely as this very term has. Spirit animal. Baylor is my spirit animal. If I could pick one, that's what she would be. I hear that almost daily about Baylor. Like, Baylor is a whole entire vibe. Baylor is a lot of what we aspire to be. And so my job as the spirit animal of the universe is to keep her fearless in that pursuit that she knows. She knows that she can be a ballerina, unicorn, cowgirl, vet. She knows that. And my job is to protect her from the people who are going to disempower her from that. No. Right? And then to remind her that our ambition should not be to win. It should be to give full effort. If this child knows to her core that she can be all of these things and more, because when she got home, she was like, you know, mom... (laughs) I know I said that I was going to be those three things, and I'm also going to be a mom. And I was like, yeah, you can certainly be that too. 
right? She knows. She knows what playing with full effort looks like. That's what we should be focused on. I hear this a lot from people, and it's like, I just know that I have more to give, right? And so often we just back down from that thought or that feeling or whatever that that drive is, that burning, right? We know. We know. And we sit at desks or we sit in cubicles and we just go, oh, I know that there's more. I know there's more that I could give. I know that this isn't my fullest potential. I know that this isn't my full effort. And then we back down from that. Why? Well, because the bigger picture of what that looks like and how we put forth that full effort seems really big, scary, and unknown. It's a fear thing. No, I can't be that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't be a unicorn cowgirl. (laughs) Unicorns don't exist. And how do you make money as a cowgirl? Listen. First off, unicorns might exist somewhere. I'm just saying, I don't think we've even begun to tap into the majesty, the full majesty and magnitude of what this world is offering us. Okay? And I've seen some really weird shit. I've seen animals that I really didn't even know existed. Blows my entire mind. So, there's probably a unicorn out there somewhere. And even if there isn't, why would you stop yourself when you know you're capable? Why are you stopping yourself from giving or at least attempting full effort? Because the problem really isn't that we are burnout or that we're, well, A lot of times, actually, burnout is a problem, right? I think it's doing a lot of action that is not aligned. Trust. When I was coaching and mothering and uh, working and volunteering and doing all of those things, I felt like I was at full effort. In fact, I felt extended beyond full effort. I would come home throw myself into bed, barely see my kids, but like know that I was giving everything that I had to give. And yet it didn't feel right. I was sitting here going, oh my gosh, I am working so hard. I am doing so many things. I am like working towards things. I know the things that I'm working towards. I know that these are the things that I want. Why doesn't this feel right? Why don't I feel fulfilled? I'm putting in a full day's work beyond a full day's work. What is the issue? I'm working towards the things that everyone told me that I should want and I should want to work towards. I'm doing that. I'm doing life as I was told to do it. There was one problem. I was giving full effort. But I was winning a game I didn't really care about and I definitely didn't decide on. Right? And this is what's important. Right? Because it's not about winning. And I was always striving to win. 
And I was always striving to win whatever game someone told me I was supposed to win. But I never took a second to sit back and decide, one, what winning looked like for me. (laughs) And two, what my full effort was. Right? What is full effort according to me? And full effort doesn't come from just taking a lot of action. Full effort comes from you being in alignment with the things that light you up. Because when you're not doing those things, you get exhausted. When you are doing those things, the energy repeats. In fact, the energy feeds into even more energy. You couldn't get tired even if you wanted to. You would do something crazy like wake up at 3.30 and work all the way until 11 because you just couldn't even stop yourself. And it's just so delicious and wonderful and like dream life worthy. And in those instances, you're giving even more full effort than you were before. But this hits different. Why? Because you're doing stuff you want to do. You're not getting burnt out on those things. You can't. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. When you love something and you're in alignment, full effort doesn't get exhausted. And that takes a real harsh look at yourself. What am I capable of? What are my strengths? What are the things that I enjoy doing? And how can I offload the things that I don't? Or how can I add to my team so that I don't face this burnout because I'm really spending a lot of time to do all of it? We're not good at all things. Period. It is silly to think that you can get anywhere by yourself, right? And I spent enough time in solitude and silence and loneliness to have figured this out. But I also spent a lot of time there so that I could figure out who I needed to bring on to balance, to take us to the next level. And you think that that's easy, right? Oh, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. And then I would bring on people who are strong in that weakness. It's so much more than that, right? Because this gal would love to control everything. I have very specific ways of doing things. When I pack envelopes, it's vital that the card goes in the right way. It's vital that when we're packing a gift bag, that everything is facing the same way. Like there are very specific things that I know to be true in this world and that I would love to control until the end of time, right? But all I can do, I can't spend the time packing the bags the right way. All I can do is teach how I want it and then let people fill the bags and let it be what it's going to be. Because otherwise, that steals my light. That energy isn't going to repeat. That's not my strength. That's not me giving full effort towards the things that light me up. Even though we want control, the focus is full effort. And giving full effort 
to things that align with where you want to go and things that align with who you are will find new energy that you didn't even know existed. But so many times we're pointing our ambition at winning and not full effort. Full effort is the goal. And that's not hustle and kill yourself. That's find alignment and things that repeat energies. And then it doesn't even feel like full effort. I don't wake up any morning and I'm like, ugh, the podcast, the research, the reading, the growth, the thought of what we're going to bring on here doesn't happen. There was probably a little period where I think I was focused on what winning for a podcast looked like, where I was focused more on stats and things like that. And I would say those couple of months felt real low and this felt exhausting. But outside of that window, there has never been a day that I wasn't excited to figure out what to bring to this show. Five days a week, sometimes six. Okay. The energy will repeat. The energy will repeat when you find things that align with who you are and what you want to do. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Find and play with full effort. You can't lose. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at the death of a dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Nuss on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website. If you feel like it, there are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.